Emanuel Cleaver has represented Missouri in the U.S. House of Representatives since 2005. Previously, he was mayor of Kansas City, as well as the pastor of St. James United Methodist Church. Today, he will discuss several ideas he believes can combat systemic racism and inequality and expand opportunities in communities nationwide. Let's listen in. No, America's had uh, just an extraordinarily painful and difficult week. The killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis uh, reminds us all of the critically important and still unfinished work of America that all of us must commit to. I can't think of a better individual to address us at this fraught time. And so for me, it's a great personal honor uh, to introduce Reverend Emanuel Cleaver, today's special guest. Uh, Many of you will recognize uh, the Reverend from our weekly bicameral meetings where he has often guided us in prayer and has provided his legislative and policy insights as well. Now is a time more than ever when we need reflection, wisdom, and the experience uh, in our leaders that is so evident in Reverend Cleaver. As insight into his native bipartisanship, so fundamental to no labels, let me share one of my favorite Emanuel Cleaver quotes. He said, Congress is unable to do the work of the American people because too many politicians believe that compromise means capitulation. He brings this commitment to to bipartisanship to Congress where he has represented uh, the Missouri 5th uh, in the House of Representatives since 2005. Previously, Reverend Cleaver uh, was mayor of Kansas City, Missouri. He's joining us today to talk about two specific policy ideas he believes can combat systemic racism and inequality and expand opportunity in communities that have been economically decimated in this crisis. Uh, So now let me uh, turn it over to Reverend Emanuel Cleaver. Uh, Reverend, thank you so much for joining us. Thank thank all of you for for being interested in in, uh, what what happens to this country. Uh, And, you know, I, 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 I say to my children, that democracy is always hanging on the edge of a cliff from the very beginning. It's just always hanging there. And uh, sometimes it, 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 it appears as if it's going to fall uh, completely off the cliff. Uh, but uh, I think it's our job to, to, to prevent it. Um, you know, I, 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 let me just tell you, I, um, I'm, I was born and raised in Texas and ended up becoming involved in, in uh, my first civil rights uh, uh, issue at the age of 15, uh, uh, I probably could have gotten killed, you know, the, uh, from when we look back at it. But um, I ended up uh, right out of college uh, after Dr. King had been, had been uh, was killed, uh, becoming the national vice president of uh, the, the organization that he and four others founded called Southern Christian Leadership Conference. Uh, a lot of people will say Dr. King was the leader of the civil rights movement, which is not true. He was the leader of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. And there were about five other uh, organizations that uh, were, were uh, equally involved. He probably was the most charismatic and, and very clearly uh, the most eloquent. And so, uh, you know, I, I got uh, I became an adult working in, 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 the, in the civil rights uh, field. And uh, I know a little about it. I don't know everything about it, but I know a little about it. And, uh, you know, w- one of the things I think we, we, we might need to all be um, cognizant about uh, is the fact that uh, whenever uh, uh, an anarchist infiltrates uh, a demonstration, there is this 
very real possibility that peaceful, patriotic protesters uh, will be pulled into uh, the kind of uh, activities, or they will be seen to have been pulled into it, that they take on the nature of the beast. And, uh, and that's what has happened. Um, I, I met with the governor of our state. Well, I meet with him every Monday morning, but uh, this past Monday, and I was explaining it to him uh, that in all my years in, 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 the, in the SCLC, we never, ever, ever planned a demonstration after dark. The whole concept of demonstration, demonstration, you want to demonstrate your complaint. You want people to see you. You're not, you're not trying to hide. And, um, and so, you know, whether you're talking about the March on Washington, the March uh, in Greene County, Alabama, where you're, whether you're talking about uh, the March from Selma, uh, Alabama, uh, the March to Selma, uh, Alabama, it, it, they were all done in the middle of the day. Now, I, I believe you know, we uh, candlelight vigils and so forth. Uh, but I, 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 I look at television, I read newspapers, and I hear people call, calling folk gangsters and uh, hoodlums. And, and I think we have to be very, very careful about that because uh, there are two things that are going on. Number one, the peaceful demonstrators are out there during the day. And some of them stay around at the night. I think that's, that's foolish. Uh, I was with 5,000 uh, demonstrators here in Kansas City. I spoke to them. Uh, it's probably the oldest person speaking. Uh, and I, 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 um, I told them, I said, look, I want you guys to be daylight demonstrators. Now, uh, I, I went on to tell them that you know, let's turn the night over uh, to, the, to, to the people who want it, the vampires. Let's, let's give them the night. Uh, to, you know, let them have it. Uh, now, these are all young people, about 55 to 60% of whom were, were white, and the rest were black and brown uh, people. Uh, and they cheered. You know, uh, one, they, uh, you know, many of them are at home, so they know my, my, my history. Uh, and I, I, so I think one of the things that, that, that should stop quickly is, is calling names to kids who are, you know, loyal law-abiding people who, who are exercising their right to uh, protest. And um, I know that, that some people may not even understand this, what I'm gonna say. I have three sons. Uh, every African-American I know, every male African-American I know uh, who has a son, when they get to be about 13 years old, as they're starting to be able to go to walk to the school or, or so forth, you go through the whole thing. If the police stop you, you hold your hands up, you put them on the dash, you ask them, sir, you've asked for my driver's license. Uh, is it okay if I put my hand back behind me and get the license? You say, yes, sir. You put your hands if they take you out of the car, on top of the car. You do everything you can to, to, create, to, to, to try to avoid being shot. Now, I don't expect some of you to understand that, and I'm glad you don't, because uh, for many of many people in America, uh, the police that's officer friendly. That, that's you know you don't have you're not you go you run to the police uh, because that's who is going to protect you. Um, and so 
there, there are a lot of things involved in this that I think we all uh, need to at least uh, give some consideration uh, for, um, you know, what we're going to struggle to try to under, understand it. Now, uh, right now, it, it, and I don't want to scare anybody, but think about this. We've got over 100,000 Americans who died uh, from this uh, coronavirus, uh, this plague. Uh, we've got unemployment, pandemic, pandemic uh, inspired unemployment, uh, almost 24%. Uh, we've got a mind bending. Uh, 30 some million people filing for unemployment benefits. That's, that's a stomach churning reality. The only thing I'm wondering about is when will the locusts and the frogs arrive? I mean, th th this is, is, is a rough moment for us in our country. And so, and, uh, and if our, our uh, peace has not been significantly shattered, let me just tell you, um, is the, the temperature is moving up into the 80s. We have all of these people who are unemployed. Think about this. Um, you're unemployed. You are living in the house with a mother and father who is unemployed. Uh, your next door neighbor is unemployed. Uh, you know, what are you, what, what are you gonna uh, start thinking about? I, I think, uh, if we don't do some some things, and if we don't begin to talk, speak in, 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 in some appropriate language, we could have some very, very uh, uh, difficult days ahead. Now, I don't I don't believe in in, um, in in violence. I played football, high school and college. Uh, I had a, my last fight was when the my uh, uh, before I was my teammates elected me to captain, and the coach was going to uh, remove me from that position. And he took me back in his office and he said, uh, Cleaver, I want to let you know now, uh, if you have a fight, I'm going to remove you as captain. Uh, he said, because we, we're not going to tolerate it. I've given speeches with my coach sitting out in the audience. And I said, uh, to him, that was the, 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 the most helpful thing happened in my life. Uh, I, 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 I never got into a fight since then. Uh, because I understand also that the, that the best kind of revenge, and I said this to, our, to some of the protesters, that the best kind of revenge is not to mirror the, in, in the actions those who created the chaos. I mean, you don't get back at somebody by doing what they did. And, uh, and so I think we, we pretty much have things under control here. Uh, but the, the difference with this young, these young people now, black and white, look at it, if you look, watch the TV, uh, and, and look at the crowds now. I spoke to the group and I started out by telling them that the, the, the most awe-inspiring thing that has happened to me in decades was happening at that very moment because I saw black and white and brown Americans, not, not with colors, with Americans saying, uh, this is our country. This has nothing to do with uh, police brutality against black folk. This is uh, something that we all hate. We don't, we don't want this anymore. Every uh, American my age, or uh, all Americans for that matter, ought to be just thrilled at the fact that uh, unlike, you know, the march across the Selman uh, uh, Bridge, th th this, these were about as diverse as you could get. And uh, they, they sat out on the grass together and listened together 
they condemn things together. I, I tell you, uh, uh, if you're looking for something to feel good about, I, I wish you could in person see these crowds, not just in Kansas City, not just here in Missouri, but all over the country. I've watched it on television. Uh, uh, this morning, someone said the crowd in, in uh, Los Angeles was about 65% white. Uh, I mean, uh, I hope you realize how powerful that is, that, 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 that out of this tragedy, maybe there are some, uh, some good things that, that are going to happen. Uh, yeah, and so I, I'm hoping that we all realize that uh, this can turn out to be a pretty good deal. Now, the, the, these young people, they want reform. They want something to happen. Uh, the, there's going to be a march here in about an hour or so uh, with the police chief and uh, the mayor. Uh, I'm not going to march with them. I'm not mad at either one of them. I, uh, uh, I supported the mayor. I think he's a good person. I'm, I'm going to invite him to my Christmas party. I, I'm not mad at anybody. I'm not going to be in the march because uh, it's a feel-good march. You know, uh, and the young people are not interested in feel good. They want reform. And so, um, uh, you know, I think we have to, if, if we don't have, bring it about some, some reform, this is going to happen again. And this summer is a bad, bad time for anything like this uh, to, 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 uh, to happen because of the unemployment situation that we have. So. You know, one of the things we've got to do, and I, and, and, and I know uh, it's, it's difficult for those of us who are legislators to figure out how to do it, we've got to have some kind of way this summer, we should have been doing it in previous summers, where we can put some programs together, uh, federal, federally funded programs together. I don't care if it's forming youth cleanup brigades that, that go down the street and pick up paper uh, and cans and bottles or uh, a mo uh, uh, um, vacant lots. We cannot allow these kids to sit around for the next four months and maybe longer, depending on the coronavirus, with, with their parents unemployed and they have no opportunity to get summer jobs, to think about buying their uh, school uh, clothing. And so we, we need to figure out a way uh, to do that. It may not be popular in with legislators, but if we don't do something, uh, I want you to, to, to remember that I, 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 I saw this and shared it with you. Uh, the, the other thing is concrete. I think the patterns and practice issue that was stopped uh, by uh, uh, General Sessions has to be uh, reinstated. And the reason I say that is um, if you, the reason you haven't heard anything about Ferguson, Missouri, since that uh, the the chaos is because uh, they did a, 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 a patterns and practice of, of discrimination went into Ferguson, found out that a city of seventy thousand I'm sorry with seventy percent African Americans had a police department with five with fifty people, uh, fifty two of them were uh, white and two of them were African-Americans uh, and one, they had a vacancy. Uh, and so they, they, the, the Justice Department also discovered that they were financing the municipal government off of traffic tickets. 
and, and if you if you'd like to see that report, it's, it's it's the Justice Department. You can get it online. And so they entered into the city entered into a consent decree. And right now, Ferguson is probably one of the most peaceful places you can visit on planet Earth, because uh, the, the 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 problems that created the Michael Brown incident was not just him uh, going in a in a, in a, a a 7-Eleven is taking a cigar, uh, but it was like, it was just, this is a little oppressive uh, town. It, it was a sundown town, uh, you know, in the 19, uh, early 1900s. A sundown town was a town where, you know, uh, African-Americans had to be off the street when the sun goes down. They're, they're all over the South and, and in the Midwest. Sundown towns, what they're called. You don't, you don't read about Ferguson. Well, you may read about Ferguson this morning because they just elected their first African-American uh, mayor, uh, a woman. Uh, and But but you're not reading about any other chaos. Baltimore went through the patterns and practices and you haven't heard anything as since the, 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 the disruption uh, and civil, civil disorder up, up there. Uh, so I, I think it, it is a good thing that, that we need to do uh, and it doesn't require legislation. It simply requires the Justice Department to do it. And then some kind of way, I think we've got to get involved, and this would be uh, uh, legislative, to figure out ways in which maybe we say you, you can't get a burn grant unless you comply to these. These chokeholds that police departments are using uh, are deathly, deathly. and uh, you know, Freddie Gray, the New York guy, that's how he died. It was uh, asphyxiation. He was uh, choked to death. Uh, and so I, I think we have to be able to go in and uh, consider legislation that would um, ask police departments to redevelop their training. My, my final uh, issue is the, the Commission on Civil Rights. The U.S. Commission on Civil Rights uh, was created by that old liberal, Richard M. Nixon. And uh, uh, Art Fletcher uh, was, was one of the architects. And uh, when, the US, when the Commission on Civil Rights uh, conducted a study of, of a problem, it was front page news. Uh, and they would go into cities and at the request of the mayor or uh, some group in the city, and they would study things that had been going on. And they would uh, write up a report. They didn't have any uh, uh, power of making anything happen. They write up a report and submit it to, con to Congress. Over the last uh, four decades, uh, we have systematically reduced uh, one of the most significant agencies we've ever had in this country uh, down to. Um, uh, uh, an agency that probably, uh, uh, if you ask 10 people on your way home uh, what they know about the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights, they probably say they, they don't even know anything about it. And, and we have a chance to do something. If we don't do anything concrete, I think, uh, and, and, and with some level of reform, uh, these young people are going to look uh, upon us uh, as uh, troglodytes uh, who are not interested in making things better. Uh, now, let, let me uh, say, I've said a lot of things that, that are ter terrible, I think, but uh, I, I, I need to end this by just telling you that there is no amount of darkness out there in the streets, no amount of darkness that uh, would cause me to believe that it can put out 
the 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 candlelight of the people of goodwill in this country. Uh, most people are good. We don't concentrate on that. One percent of the protesters are, are hoodlums. One percent. One percent of the police department are probably hoodlums. One percent of the Methodist preachers are probably uh, bad. One percent of the politicians are probably bad. No percent of the Kansas City Chiefs are bad, but some of these other teams have one percent of the uh, football teams are, are bad. Uh, you know, and so what we do is concentrate on the ninety-nine. Uh, we, we ignore the ninety-nine percent and concentrate on the one percent. And and I think this gives us an opportunity to switch directions. Uh, I had a police officer tell me this morning. He said, "Do you think we like to working with a a, a guy uh, who we think is a killer?" And I was on the country club plaza. He taught, he stopped me and he said, we want to get rid of these guys. He said, we've got to have training that would allow uh, training to, to, to uh, squeeze people out who everybody can see to be uh, a bad guy. They don't want it. So I appreciate the opportunity for, for you uh, allowing me to rant uh, for, for a moment. Uh, I do think that uh, we, can, we can get through this. We can make it past this. And I don't see this as a political issue. It's not Republican uh, or Democratic. It's not, you know, a vegetarian. This is not, uh, you know, beef eaters. This is this is an issue of making this country better. And and I, I I'm looking at people who can help make it so. Thank you. Uh, so so Reverend, thank you so much for uh, for that. Um, if you have some time, we have a number of questions that sure. our folks would would like to ask. And uh, um, we'd, we'd love to have you join us at uh, Friday's, uh, Friday's Bicameral. Yes, I'll be there. Great. We, we, we'd love these issues to come front and center in front, in front of our, uh, our members of the House and our, and our Senate colleagues. But let me begin now with, uh, with Glenn Lowenstein. Uh, Glenn? Uh, Reverend Glenn Lowenstein here. I grew up in Kansas City and um, have followed your career for 40 years. I remember when you joined the city council and became mayor. So thank you for your leadership through 40 years and for your reasonable leadership. My question to you, and by the way, I hope you get so much more plugged into this group because it listens and it hears. But my question to you is, is AmeriCorps a vehicle that, that would be um, to your suggestion of getting people active in some of the repair work and, and working over the summer? Is that the right vehicle and maybe the, Problem Solvers Caucus could hear your thoughts on that. Well, it, it may not be the right, it, it may or may not be the right uh, vehicle, but it's it's the right thing. Uh, it, what they're doing is is what I'm t suggesting from, from young people. Uh, and, you know, if you could have a, a, a youth division of it um, uh, for the summers, I, I think it would be great. I, I don't know what what vehicle we ought to use. That, that might be as good as any. But we, I tell you, we, we can't, we cannot allow the, the, the summer to pass without doing something. Uh, I, I was, I had been in office about nine months uh, when, as mayor, when Rodney King's decision came out and rate riding broke out all over the, all over the country. Um, and we, uh, thank God, we were able to stop a, a march from, um, uh, from Brush Creek to, to the plaza. Uh, you know, probably the only one on yeah. there. Can relate to that but uh and so and that happened on a weekend by the next week the civic council 
raised a million dollars uh, and and then uh, we raised the parking fee on parking tickets, uh, I think $5, whatever it was. We, we, we took the that amount with the $1 million and I started uh, Midnight Basketball and uh, we, we became the flagship Midnight Basketball City. And then we started something else called Hot Summer Nights. And then, uh, and then youth, we had three programs, Youth Ambassadors. We had kids out at the airport greeting people as they came in uh, to Kansas City. Uh, they went through training and, uh, they, uh, and they would be uh, at various places all around the city. Uh, you know, the, the, the point is that I, I think young people want to do something. And I think if you if we ch- uh, give them opportunities, they'll do it. And you know, AmeriCorps, what whatever vehicle, vehicle I, I haven't gotten that deeply into it. But we, I mean, you know, there are probably a lot a lot of uh, uh, better ideas than, than I, I have. The the point is what you, what you just suggested is exactly the kind of thing we need to do. Thank you. Ben, thanks. Thanks for your question. Uh, Reverend, you mentioned uh, the 99% who uh, somehow get hidden by the bad acts of, of the 1%. One of the patterns we've seen uh, repeated time and time again is, is those bad apples somehow get protected by, uh, in this case, the police union. Um, and uh, notwithstanding uh, uh, a series of incidents, they end up getting restored on the force. Do you have any thoughts about how to deal with that particular dynamic? Uh, in law enforcement, well, yeah, uh, it, it's it's tough. I, I I was head of the police department here. Um, the um, the the union is going to support the, the police, uh, um, and and that's I, I don't I don't know if that's going to to change. But the everyday officers out there on the street, they are not, uh, and, and they're like this guy that just stopped me. I mean, they don't, and, and, and probably all over the country, they, they're saying, you know, we want the bad guys gone. And they know who the bad guys are. Uh, in some instances, you know, it's the, you know, the, the blue code uh, of silence and so forth is, is a problem that we've got to erase. Uh, but uh, I, I, that's why I think the training is important because it's, you know, uh, it's easy to see a violation uh, of the training. Now, Lacey Clay and I introduced the first legislation on body cameras. Um, you know, what what police departments have to do, and, and we ought to, and the, the con- uh, Congress needs to enforce this since we're the ones giving the body cameras uh, through, the, through the Burn Act, is that if you do not have on your body camera, uh, you know, you're fired. I mean, we just had a bad incident. Uh, two, what two nights ago? Some of you probably read about, it, heard about it. the. Uh, you know, it was a, uh, a shooting. The police officer says it, well, his camera was off. I mean, uh, you know, uh, I mean, we we ought to when we give those burn grants and uh, 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 out of the justice department, there ought to be some things we say. If you use body cameras, uh, at either the police officer ought to be suspended or something. If he or she is involved in an incident. And they say my camera is off. That's just because that the, the level of paranoia among the public is just going to just. I mean, they'll never believe anything like that. And we've got to create some belief in and comfort for having comfort for the police officers. Um, so I, you know, I, I I think 
you know, the, the, the union is going to do what the union does. They're going to support. I, we're not going to stop that. Yeah. We have to, we have to stop it in some other ways. Thank, thank you, Reverend. Uh, Howard Sherman's next. Howard. Reverend, thanks so much. Um, you, we started off talking about the message being hijacked by the, the agitators. What's your suggestion for both the white community and the black community to get rid of that? Because there's, there, like you said, there's a huge opportunity here and nobody's focused on it because all the news, even the liberal news, is all about the stores being smashed. Is it nobody go out at night, honor, honor the, you know, the moratorium on being on the streets? What do you suggest from both communities? Because until that happens, the wrong thing is going to be perpetrated. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, I told the Lacey Clay first said to the governor, look, we ought to have a moratorium, uh, uh, you know, the uh, uh, curfew. And um, and that's when I told him about the, the, the daytime. And, and my speech was, which was on television here in Kansas City and the, and the Kansas City Star reported about it. I mean, it had in there where I talked about, uh, you know, daytime um, uh, uh, demonstrating, uh, daytime demonstrations. And uh, I, I think most of the most of the, the people around here will leave. I think on the east, east coast coast, you're finding east and west coast, you're finding that uh, they have moved toward um, evening vigils, and they're sitting around quietly. I saw that last night in Washington and in Los Angeles. Uh, uh, but uh, let me just tell you what, what what the Justice Department did in Ferguson, and I didn't know it until afterward afterwards. Uh, uh, when Lacey Clay and I flew into uh, um, St. Louis with uh, the Attorney General, uh, we went to the federal courthouse, met with the, we had the U.S. Attorney there, Lacey Clay, myself, Claire McCaskill, uh, the mayors of um, St. Louis, uh, and some of the other smaller towns close to uh, Ferguson. The Justice Department had been flying drones over the uh, uh, Ferguson, and they had photographs of of, um, of of the bad folk. We had a guy uh, we, we found out at the meeting that, who had come all the way from Los Angeles. Uh, we had uh, uh, you know twenty or thirty people who had come in from Chicago, uh, and uh, I think to the to the degree that we we know that, uh, I think we can start prosecuting people. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know a single demonstrator who would say we shouldn't prosecute these guys. I saw a young white woman last night stop a much larger black guy from throwing a chair through a window uh, at a store. Uh, I mean, these these are people trying to. Uh, they want to demonstrate a message, and some other people are taking advantage of and exploiting. Uh, the, the the situation. Uh, that's why they come at it at, at night. So uh, I, I I think you know we ought to encourage demonstration. We ought to do a protest. The Boston Tea Party, uh, which helps create the impetus to start this new republic, was uh, was born out of. I mean, this nation was born out of protest. So I think we need to do that. Uh, but we need to start talking about. The fact that most of those people are not uh, out there throwing uh, Molotov cocktails. Uh, they're anarchists. Uh, you can't see that uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, news around here when 
my office was bombed. Uh, uh, it's been four years ago. The guy's in prison now. The FBI and the police caught him in about three days. He's in prison. And when, and when he in federal court, when the judge was about to give uh, uh, pronounce his sentence, he said, sir, would you like to say anything to the court? And he said, yes. The judge said, go ahead. And he said, I hate I got caught. Um, we have some people in this country, unfortunately, who are uh, doing some bad things. I'm on the uh, Homeland Security Committee. Uh, I can tell you, and I, I think I can say all of this, but we should not be uh, uh, we should not be so naive as to believe that the Iranians, the Saudis, uh, the Russians are not involved in trying to fan the flames of discord in our country. Um, they are. I'll just leave it at that. And so uh, most Americans probably think that, you know, all these people are hoodlum just running around trying to tear up. And many of them are inspired by, by uh, outside, um, not, not just outside of this community uh, um, anarchists, but by some foreign actors. Reverend, I know we, uh, we, we only had you till five and we appreciate the time you, uh, you took with us today. You are one of America's treasures. We are fortunate to have you uh, serving us in, uh, in Congress and uh, we're looking forward to having you at the bicameral. I think we're set for nine o'clock uh, uh, this I'll Friday morning. And yes. we'll, uh, we'll look forward to hearing from you then. But thank you so much for being, okay. uh, for being with us. I think we're gonna ask Bill Galston to close us out before we, uh, we sign off. Bill, are you with us? I am with you. Uh, well, uh, Reverend Cleaver, we are as an just organization. Rev. Just, just rev, just rev. Oh, all right. That's all my friends call it, just rev. Yeah. yeah, well, I didn't want to presume a familiarity, but uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, uh, we're very grateful as an organization and we're thrilled that you're gonna be with us tomorrow uh, for another uh, another discussion of this issue. Uh, and I have to say, along with Andy Bursky, uh, that you and a handful of others are providing the kind of serious, practical, mature, and moral leadership that we need in this moment of crisis. And we do thank you for that. Uh, no Labels from the very beginning 10 years ago has been in the business of building bridges. That's our mission. You know, build bridges over divisions so that the country can agree on what to do and move forward and do it. Uh, we've built bridges uh, between Democrats and Republicans, between the House and the Senate. Uh, our next goal is to build bridges between the legislative and the executive branch. But it's clear, and you know, we've probably downplayed it for too long, uh, but past eight days have vividly reminded us that there is a fourth bridge that we need to build as well, or rebuild. And that is the bridge between the races. Uh, and I think we all agree with you that we do not have the luxury of feel-good marches or speeches. Uh, we need to come up with a concrete plan of action, and we need to get it done across party lines in a way that the president of the United States, whatever else he may be thinking or doing, will sign it. 
and we are looking to you and others like you starting tomorrow, but not ending there, to move this discussion towards a practical agenda that we can get done and get done fast. Uh, and we thank you for everything you're doing for the country. Representative Emanuel Cleaver began his career in the civil rights movement, working for Dr. Martin Luther King's Southern Christian Leadership Conference. And as you heard, he's using his experience to push Congress to adopt significant measures to combat the racial inequality made so plain in the wake of George Floyd's killing. At its founding, America made a promise of full equality to all its people. It's a promise that has not yet been kept. Go to nolabels.org to learn more about how we are bringing together a bipartisan group of public and private leaders working to solve America's toughest problems. I'm Ryan Clancy, and this has been an episode of Gridlock Break, a No Labels podcast.